Thank you very much for um, coming. It's a great honour to come here at this church. Known Gary, um, Larry for a while. He's going to write a book. Uh, happy as Larry. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> but uh, he's going to write a book. I can just uh, see that. So thank you very much. And Joe over there and Jenny, God bless you guys. They're my elders um, back in uh, Cranbourne years ago. Jenny was a great worship leader, wild worship leader she was in our church. Uh, never, those days, uh, we used to go to about 11 o'clock at night, didn't it? Wild woman of God. So praise God for you. And who's the, the song leader here, the girl? Rachel. Where is she? Rachel. Uh, God, Rachel, God bless you. You're a wonderful girl. Uh, those uh, kids in there, uh, the Lord's saying to you, people who sit in darkness, those kids see a great light. If they get angry at their parents, they'll get a belting. But you go out and cry. You accept them, but uh, um, your love's going to change them. The Holy Ghost is all over you when you were singing here. That's going to go out. It's going to touch them. You're going to see miracles there, really. Uh, they're watching you all the time. They see a great light. You just see a school teacher there, but they see a light that's different to mum and dad and everyone else. So praise God for you, girl. Praise God for you. Just keep it up. In the name of Jesus. Well, I better start preaching, I suppose. I'll keep on track. Just pray for me that I tend to wander off. I have golden moments now and again. So just pray. So, Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Jesus, this is your word, your message. Calm then. Just keep me on track. Bless everyone here. Bless the children out there, with Andrew, I think it is. Uh, bless them. But Jesus, this is your word. You're telling me to come back to my first love, my first works. This is your word to us. Let it come alive and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. Cut asunder between our soul and our spirit. Uh, we, I need you now, Holy Ghost. These aren't normal words, Lord. These are words from your mouth. From you, Jesus. It's an honour. That song. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. Thank you, Lord. I've been born again for probably about 35 years. Before that, I was a, a drunken old Vietnam soldier full of uh, bad manners and booze and angry man. Angry a lot of things. A lot of bad things happened. Uh, but God saved me. And I got born again. And my wife said, there must be a God. It changed so much. But let's look at Luke 4.18. Who knows this scripture? Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Who knows that scripture? Uh, well, you're going to know it today, I tell you guys. Okay. Uh, this is what Jesus said. Actually, he just came up uh, into the synagogue. He opened up the scroll. And he just pointed, he opened up, he pointed to this uh, message in the Bible. And then he said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Why? 
because he has anointed me. What for? To preach the gospel to poor people. To preach the gospel to poor people. He has sent me to heal broken-hearted people, to proclaim freedom and liberty to captive people, recovery of sight to the blind people, to set out liberty of freedom those who are oppressed. That's Jesus. We are the anointed ones now. The word for Christ is not his second name. That's what he does. You won't find Christ in the Old Testament. He's the anointed one. Remember they said, are you the Christ, the anointed one? Or do we look for another? So now, who are the anointed ones now? Well, us. Christians. Christians. Praise God. Uh, now we turn to Acts 10.36. How am I going good, Krista? Thank you. The word which God sent, that's the first, that's it. The word which God sent. I am anointed and the Spirit of the Lord is on me. The same word which God sent, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. The word I say you know. You know this message. You are aware of this message. This is where it began. It began and started in Galilee after the baptism of John preached. This is the word of Jesus. This is the start of the gospel. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. With the Holy Ghost and with power. The same word. And he went around doing good. Healing all that were oppressed by the devil. The world's under the tyranny of the devil. And Jesus preached the same message everywhere he went. How about if Larry come up here and preach one message next week, you hear the same message everywhere he went, uh, every Sunday. Jesus preached the same message everywhere he went because it worked. It worked. He didn't quote scriptures to, to, to unsafe people, only to the Pharisees. He came everywhere and said, the spirit of the Lord's on me because I'm anointed to heal broken-hearted people, to preach good news to poor people. And, oops, sorry. What was that? <laughs> Bit of a clumsy guy I am. But he went around everywhere preaching the same message because it worked. Like I was a, a plumber years ago. I used the same tools every week, every day, because it worked. It worked. This works. Simple gospel. Just uh, don't preach to people. Go and heal them. Jesus healed them. Now you're the Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're the Christian. You're not Jesus. Uh, the Bible talks, we're the Christians now. We can't, uh, we can do what Jesus did, but we're not Jesus. And he said, as he was, so are you in this world. As he was, so are you in this world. If you only do what Jesus did, you can do everything he did. But the churches now around the world are doing everything other than what Jesus did. No miracles, no signs, no wonders anywhere. No wonder they're not coming to church. Because they're getting preached at. Yeah. You know, told them what's wrong. But if you only do what Jesus did, we can do all that he did. I want to do signs and wonders and miracles and healing and deliverances. Yeah. I want to destroy the works of the evil one. 
The Son of Man was manifested. Destroy the works of the evil one. That's our job. We're in a fight now. We've got weapons. Our weapons are... We're not human people. We're supernatural people. Yes, we are. Sorry. We're aliens in this world. Supernatural people. Christ in you. I'll behave myself. Sorry. Now, 1 Thessalonians 1.5. This is good news, this is. For our gospel. Just read Luke 4.18. That same gospel. Our gospel came not unto you in word only. Word's not enough. The world is hearing the word. They're not seeing the deeds. It's a book of Acts. Not the book of words. Book of Acts. Uh, they did something. Uh, when we do signs and wonders and miracles, they'll be the path to our door. Now, I'm as thick as a brick. I tell you, really, I've got a low IQ, but God's got a big IQ. And I said, I can't do this, God. When I was at Cranbourne, I said, I just can't do this, God. You need someone smart. And God said, I'm the smart one. Just do what I tell you. But you better listen. So uh, you don't have to be smart. Just got to be hungry for God. For gospel came not to you in word only. It's not enough. The word's not enough. But also in power, in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, deep conviction. And you know what sort of men we were? Uh, They saw the power of the Holy Ghost. See, no plan B here. Jesus did the same thing everywhere he went. Not with word only, but in power, in the Holy Ghost. Much assurance. And to do what Jesus did, then you can do all that he did. Mm-hmm. Jesus had an apprentice. He said, I'll, I'll do it. You watch me. And then uh, you do it. I'll watch you. Then you do it. Yeah. Not Bible college for, for three years. Like you go out with Jesus. He did the miracles. They did the miracles. 1 Corinthians 1.17. Preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians 1, 17, preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. What's the gospel again? Good news. Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord's on me. And I'm anointed to heal you in Jesus' name. That's a gospel. That's a gospel. The same gospel that began in Galilee after the baptism of John, everywhere he went, doing good. Not saying good things. Preach the gospel not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of God be made of no effect. The gospel out there is no effect. No, the world's doing everything else on Sunday. The football's more popular than God because the gospel's got no effect. Because we're pre- preaching words and no, no, um, no power. Uh, preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of God be made no effect. For the preaching of the cross to them that are perishing is foolishness. But to those which are being saved, the power of God. This wonderful scripture, Jesus. In John 14, 11, Jesus is saying to them, if you don't believe me, believe me for the works themselves. Why aren't people believing? Because no works. And if Jesus needed signs and wonders to get people to come to him, how much more do we do it? 
They weren't. They came to Jesus not to hear him preach, to get miracles. I'll prove that in a minute. So, if you don't believe me, believe the works themselves. If you don't trust me, the works will convince you. Most assuredly, verily, verily, the Aussies would say, fair dinkum. Listen to me. Like when Dad used to speak to me, son, listen to me. I say to you, says Jesus, he who believes in me, who believes in Jesus here? Yes. But well, the works that I did, works that I do, he said at that stage, you will do also. There you go. Uh, what's the qualification to do God's work? Go to Bible. No, believe in him. Believe in him. The less you know, the better sometimes. We have brand new Christians come up to Arnhem Land, Darwin. Um, they do miracles. Uh, Month-old Christians. Because they don't know too much. They just pray to be healed. They don't quote scriptures. And, and it works. But if you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also. And even greater works you'll do because I've gone to the Father. Uh, Jesus has gone to the Father and given us his name and his authority now to do the works. Matthew eleven three. I think God's speaking to me more about this because um, I got caught up with uh, church, I was a bit of a dirty Harry in churches, the ACC a bit, and I get caught up with COVID and uh, arguments and stuff and I got, I got my mind off the Lord for a while, off, or not God, off, off, off lost souls. It's so easy. There's so many urgent things to be done. Interruptions, distractions. That, that this God speaking to me, really, this is my sermon for me. I just thought I'd let everybody else have it as well. So uh, when John had heard that Jesus was in prison, and John, uh, sorry, when John had heard this um, about the works of Christ, see, John in prison, he's heard about the works of Christ. He sent two of his disciples and I said, are you the anointed one? See, Christ, Christians, we're anointed ones. Are you the anointed ones or do we look for another? Now, the world today, we're not the anointed ones today in the world. They're looking for another. They're going everywhere else, mind, body, spirit seminars, and they're going everywhere else to get a spiritual uh, hit without us because the church is not supernatural. I'm serious now. I'm serious then the church is not supernatural. But they said, are you the real fair dickman one, Christians? Are you the anointed one or we look, look for another or another something different? We're not we're a substitute, expecting something else. But no, we are not substitute. We are the anointed ones. We are the anointed ones. And, and, and Jesus, the Bible said that uh, God said, um, I'm jealous of you guys. Because the same way Eve was uh, uh, deceived by the snake, we can be deceived from the simplicity that is in Christ. Christ, the anointed one, not Jesus here. You know, in the Bible talks about Jesus Christ and Christ Jesus, then Jesus, then Christ. Everywhere it looks Christ. It means the anointing, the power that comes from God. You look at every time you read that now, uh, it should hit you. So, Christ, 
the simplicity. Uh, it's simple, pure, unadulterated. We've adulterated the word uh, by putting lots uh, the word of God with signs and wonders and miracles by wisdom and stuff. We want to get people saved, heal them in Jesus' name. There was a Muslim I was arguing with years ago down at um, down the shopping centre, down at um, Dandenong Shopping Centre there. He had a bad leg and he was rubbishing me, God, and all religions in the world. He had a bad knee. I prayed for him. His knee got healed. Jumping up and down, running, calling out Jesus everywhere. It was Jesus. Another guy uh, uh, I was concreting after I left Cranbourne to get some money to go to uh, missions. I was uh, doing concreting and this big concrete truck came in and this big Italian fellow, great big guy, came out and he swore his head off. You effing idiots, aren't you ready yet? You know, swear his head. Then he said, effing Jesus. I said, hey, hey, mate, you're, um, you're Italian, aren't you? He said, what would your mother say if you swore and used you? Oh, she'd be able to clip me in the ears. And I said, Jesus loves you, mate. Anyway, he had, had one hand on the remote, the other hand on the chute, and I had that wheelbarrow there. And he's pouring the concrete in. But on his hands, he had all cirrhosis, all scabby and bleeding and everything. I said, what's wrong with your arms? I said, Jesus can fix that. I just put my arm, hands on his arms like that and prayed for him. So he just fix it up, Lord. Fix his arms up. And all of a sudden, his arms got healed. And he started to cry. <laughs> he started to cry. And there's concrete going everywhere. He forgot to press the button. But God healed him just like that. Just healed him. One minute he's cursing God. And God, it's just God. Unadulterated. Galatians 1.6. Not another gospel. We can't pervert the gospel of Christ. Actually, the antichrist. It's actually the anti-anointing when you, when you see the word Christ in the Greek is anointing, then anointed one. So just like the Jews uh, loved God, the Father, but didn't accept Jesus, uh, people today accept Jesus, but not the Holy Ghost, and, and not the anointing. Uh, really, and that's what we need, even praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. It says in Isaiah, uh, with stammering lips and another tongue, I give my people... This this is the rest and this is the refreshing, but they would not listen. And now in um, uh, Corinthians, it says the same thing. This is the refreshing. This is the rest I've given to you with foreign tongue, but you don't listen. You don't want it. It's a gift from God. See, it's all supernatural stuff. People can manifest. Even when Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me and I'm anointed. And they listened and he rolled it up. And when he said, this is fulfilled in your hearing, that's when they got upset. That's when I wanted to throw him over a cliff. So, Jesus. John 14, 12. When he called his disciples together. Who's a disciple here of Jesus? You're scared to put your hand up in case I dob you in for something. <laughs> I'm not going to dob you in. Uh, when he called his disciples together. Come here, Bill. Come here, Joe. You know, come here. He called them together and gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out spirits. 
Freely receive, freely give. That's not a, an offering uh, message. This is God says, you've got the power of God in you, you give it out. You've got it freely. You, didn't, you can't earn a gift. Now give it out. It just says, it's all the gospel of Jesus. Luke 9.1, he called his disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases. Not the doctors here. He called us, gave us power and authority to cure diseases. Jesus went around doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. A lot of sickness is demonic. When Jesus healed those that were tortured by this and afflicted by this. They're afflicted and tortured by the devil. Not all cases, but a lot of cases. Now, here we go, another one. Uh, Luke chapter 10. Jesus called 70 brand new people, like lambs among wolves. These were baby Christians. Oh, no, sorry, they weren't Christians. Jesus never spoke to a Christian. This is before um, he rose from the dead. Sorry. Uh, But 70 brand new people. Another 70. And he called them. And he said, uh, um, he prays that they be cast out into the harvest field. We pray people come in. But Jesus prayed that we go out. Ek bello, cast out. Ek means out. No, ek means, I wonder if I'm forgetting here. Ek bello, but it means to cast out. Jesus wants to cast us out of the church into the harvest field. Uh, for God so loved the world. Uh, John 17, uh, 23 times Jesus talks about the world, the last prayer of the world, that the world would know. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Jesus is more concerned about the world than he is in the church. I'm serious now. We're saved. God wants their lost souls. Jesus weeping over the city. And God, be ready now. This is a good word today. Thanks for, be ready now. This is going to come alive and active. And he said, he's 70. So don't go and preach the gospel. Don't go and boss me like the Pharisees do. Eat with them. Greet with them. Um, bless them. And heal them. Tell them the kingdom of heaven has come. Eat with them. Greet them. Bless them. Bring a sinner to dinner. Once a week, once a month, bring a sinner to dinner. Walk around the block. Adopt a block. Walk around every day. Just say, hello, how are you? And all you have to do is say hello to people. Don't start preaching to them. We haven't got the right to preach to someone that we don't know. They don't trust. How can they believe unless they trust you, the Bible says? And uh, give them a feed. Empty belly's got no ears. If they're hungry, feed them. Now, um, so what happened here? 70 brand new people, without being full of the Holy Ghost, um, they said, we saw Satan fall like heaven. All spirits are subject to us. They're not subject to any spirit. All demons are subject to us in your name. All spirits are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, I thank you, Father. You didn't reveal this to wise people and prudent people. You revealed it to babies. Baby Christians. Signs, wonders, miracles, healing. Actually, church, 90% of people come to church are brought by new Christians. 
That's a shame, isn't it? 90% of the new Christians do the evangelism. Um, that's really the case. So, all demons are subject to us. Um, demons have to do what we tell them. Christians yeah. don't sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I am my counselling, I tell yeah. people good advice sometimes. Uh, but they don't have to do what I tell them, but demons have to do what you tell them. Yeah. You, you know, I'm serious. Yeah. If you're a, a brand new policeman um, and you pull over someone on the road, they'll have to do what you tell them. You might have, just have to show them that badge. There, it doesn't matter how long they've been a, a policeman for, they have to obey you. And you can stand on that freeway out there in your tracksuit and try to stop the traffic, they'll run you over. <laughs> but you go out there and put a, a, have a badge up, a policeman's badge, you'll stop every truck, everything. That's the authority we've got. We don't have to earn this. We've got, when you're born again, you've got it already. We've got it now. We've got it now. And uh, delivering people is easy. Come out in Jesus' name. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a a seminar on deliverance. Come out in Jesus' name. Sickness, get out. That's it. it. All these courses on deliverance, you've got to, like, uh, filling a taxation form. Go go to B, go down to C, down to D, then, oh, up to C again. Uh, Miss that one, go on to the next one. No, uh, uh, no. Brand new Christians, I've seen, uh, sick, uh, disease go out, demon get out. Yes. And what's the matter with you? I've got ear infection. Infection go, in Jesus' name. That's all. Anymore, it's uh, d- uh, adulterating the gospel. You can quote a scripture if you like, as long as it's scripture, but um, you don't have to. Now, I'm almost finished here, guys. Um, great multitudes followed Jesus. So over a hundred times in the Bible. They followed Jesus. Now, let's take an example from Jesus. Great multitudes running to him ten times there. Great multitudes thronged him six times. Um, they trod upon others to get to him three times. Um, multitudes everywhere because he had signs and wonders and miracles. Great multitudes because they saw the miracles. Uh, they followed him and he healed them all. When virtue went out of him, whole nations went to see him right through the Bible, everywhere. And he said, don't tell anyone um, about 12 times. Don't tell anyone. He had to go on the cross. But his fame went 12 times. The word fame spread everywhere. Multitudes. Because they heard what great things he did. This is evangelism. This is what the church should do. Get back to to basics. Great multitudes saying... It was never so seen before in Israel. It's going to happen here. They marvelled and glorified God when he'd given power to men. Praise God. First church, the whole city came together to hear the word of God because of miracles. When the Jews saw the miracles, they were filled with envy. Well, don't be filled with envy. Um, The great multitudes believed and turned to God. They've upset, upset all Jerusalem, they said. These guys were uneducated and ignorant men. The word for ignorant is ignoramuso in the Greek. You know? Now, that was a joke, so you can, you can laugh at that. Okay. Uh, much people were added to the Lord and the word of God grew after that. Now, Philip in the Bible, not Philip the Apostle. Philip was a deacon. He's about 19 years of age. His job was to look after all the Greek ladies. Okay, that was his job. 
So uh, the apostles said, we've got to uh, assign ourselves to the prayer and reading the word, uh, assign ourselves to Stephen, another one, Philip, to look after the women. Okay, that was his job, like an elder. Okay, yeah, seven men of other reputations. But what he did, he went into um, Samaria. And multitudes, a 19-year-old kid, didn't have a Bible, a kid. Uh, multitudes with one accord heard the Heeded the word, spoke my hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were uh, possessed. Why do they cry out and scream? Because they're scared. Demons, that's why they scream, because they're scared of us. <laughs> they're scared of us. And many who were paralysed were healed. And there was great joy in the whole city. One young man, a kid, did this. He just saw God, uh, Jesus, do it. He heard about Jesus doing it, and he did it. Praise God. Now, the Bible says, you all know the scripture, Acts 1.8. Um, they said, what are you going to do? When are you going to restore us, Israel? And he said, wrong answer. Uh, uh, this is what I want you to know. You shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost come upon you to be my witnesses. Power to witness. Not speak in tongues. Power to witness. Power to witness. Nothing better. Unsaved people. They, um, just, the power of God just goes into them. So instead of preaching ten times to one person, I preach uh, to one. No, sorry, preaching... Um, that's right, ten times to one person, go out and preach to ten people once. Mm-hmm. Out there. I'll show you a bit how to do it if you want, how I do it, I could be. But this is our great commission. Mm-hmm. You shall receive power to be my witness. And the word witness, you probably all know, comes from the word martyr. We're charged by God to testify, to be a witness, like in front of a judge. So I charge you before God before the Lord Jesus Christ. When we go to heaven, we're going to stand before God, like that, I'm an old soldier, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to stand before them. Who will judge the living and the dead? Whether you're born again or not, we're up in heaven. He's going to ask us, did you preach? We've been charged to stand in front of God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, God and Jesus. We're going to look right at him in the eye and, uh, and said, did we preach the gospel or not? We still get in, but he wants to know whether he preached the gospel. That's in 2 Timothy. I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead. Preach the gospel in season and out season. Mark 16, 20. I know there's a lot of scriptures here. And they went out. Jesus said, go into the world. Go into the world again. If you just go through the gospels and right through, look how many times the world's mentioned. Go into the world and preach the gospel. These signs will follow you, those who believe. And what happened? And they went out. They went out. They went out. Confirming the word with signs and wonders and miracles. They just went out. I mean, that's out. Praise God. And God's speaking to me here too, I tell you. 
Now, um, God wants you to go out. It's easy. I asked God one time, I can't do this. He said, uh, God said, not many wise are called. Not many powerful are called. Not many noble are called. So if you're not wise, you're not powerful, and you're not noble, you're qualified. You're cool. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So um, go out and say hello to people. And let them talk. We talk I talk too much. It's my trouble. I, I, really, I really do. I'm trying to cut that down. But we talk too much, quoting scriptures. Just sit down and say, hello. No, you know Jesus loves you, you're wonderful. That can work, but I can't just do that. I just sit down and say, go, how are you? Uh, and just talk to people. Yeah. Nice day. So don't mention Jesus. They'll get up and walk. Oh, on the plains a lot. You get up there, I started witnessing. As soon as you do, oh, open, they open their book and oh, they go to sleep. You know, so I talk about lots of things. Then towards the end, when we're just going there, I start to... Talk about Jesus. Not another gospel. Healing. Be open. Open to him. You don't have to be boldness. The word boldness doesn't mean get out there and yell and scream and stuff. That can turn... Uh, openness means uh, Frank. That's my name, Frank. Uh, and uh, it means... Boldness means open with people. Just say, hello. How are you? These are your kids. How are... You know, just that's... Uh, something will come up. You don't have to be charismatic. Don't quote the Bible in their face. Don't put pressure on them. Listen to them. Everything you've got two of, arms, two legs, two ears, two nostrils, two eyes, should twice as much as you use one of. So just listen. As you listen to them and listen to the Holy Ghost. And what's their problem, Lord? What's their stronghold? Are they hurting? And listen to, listen, Holy Ghost will, now what will happen then, straight away, ask God, what's happening here? He'll tell you, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, bang, bang, what's wrong, how to fix it. Word of knowledge, what's wrong. Uh, now that's designed, not in church after praying for three hours. Uh, it's when you're out in the street, you see a guy, and within a minute, what's wrong? To, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost's been waiting for that guy for about 10 years maybe, and you're in front of him. You think God's going to say something to you? No, we're not listening. We're too busy quoting scripture. Just listen to them. Lord, what's the matter? And they'll, they'll talk, let them rave on about the kids. And rave on. Um, if they're talking, you've got them. Don't talk. I oh, know it should be for me. Don't talk. Let them trust you. Healing, about 80 times in the gospel, talks about healing rather than, than salvation. Salvation and healing are the same. So, so you, you probably know that. But everywhere Jesus talked about salvation, talked about healing. Everywhere. You can't separate them. What are we doing separating them then for? Okay. So a few of the things that I do, I just walk around the block, just adopt a block, walk around every day, say good day to them. And one time I was going around, talking, oh, I haven't seen your wife for a while, just walking around. Oh, no, she's in the hospital. Oh, what's the matter? Oh, this is wrong, that's wrong. I'll go and I'm going to pray for her. So uh, where I live now, like Lifestyle Village, the same as uh, an officer, they're all sick. Can I bless you? Don't say, can I pray? Look, God will heal. Say, look, can I just bless you? The word bless. Can I bless you? Yeah. Oh, can I pray for you as well? I say, and, and bring someone for dinner, someone for coffee. Come and have a cup of coffee. Um, come for lunch. 
coming out for lunch. Any new person in your street, put a little lump. Um, I used to, years ago, I used to put a half a dozen stubbies there. <laughs> I don't now. But I uh, used to put the cake or something. Welcome, we're numbers, uh, number nine. Welcome. Don't put the scriptures or anything on there at all. Just say welcome. When you say, oh, good day. Oh, you're the one that left the cake. Yeah, we're number Come in and have a cup of tea. That's all you've got to do. And it'll work. God will do the rest. God will do the rest. Eat with them. Talk to people. Have a, um, if you're going to go meet someone, um, bring someone else with you as well. And the girls will serve you. Say, God, how are you? I'm Frank. And what's your name? And uh, they tell their name. Oh, thank you very much. And I'll give them a little cross. I've got, if someone wants some of these, got heaps of them. I'll say, I've got something for you. When you're in trouble, hang on to that. You're out for Jesus. A lot of them think it's a Catholic thing. Oh, okay. Like a, not a charm. They, uh, hang on to that and yell out to G. He'll help you. They all accept it. Even uh, other religions. So I really don't believe that, but you can have it anyway. But they are all grateful to give it. I remember one uh, Aboriginal guy I gave him was drunk. Oh, I don't want that effing thing. He threw it away. Then the next guy comes. Oh, I've got a cross. It's Jesus. So like uh, one didn't get blessed, but the other did. So, and don't talk much about Jesus. Listen to the Holy Ghost. And just say, look, I'm, can I pray for you? A lot of them are backslidden too. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, where are we now? Yeah, look, um, God's everywhere. Remember a guy at Nucky's Lagoon up there in the, talking about deliverance. This guy was a witch doctor up in um, Darwin. And you always got to go and see the elder before you, you see anyone because uh, to get their approval. Well, this time he, I went in there with a bunch of youth. Uh, how are we going for time? Yeah. Almost. What's time? Better finish. Just quote this one. Anyway, a lot of youth came with me and they started talking to the young kids um, before I spoke to the elder. And this witch doctor came up. He tried to stab me. Then he threw a rock at me. And, and um, God said, um, Holy Ghost said, Hug, put your arm around him and tell him I love him. And I said to the Holy Ghost, he's trying to kill me. He said, just do it. So I put my arm around him like that. He said, God loves you. And he, he, he ran from me and he jumped in a wheelie bin. You know those wheelie bins? He jumped, he hit in there. He said, yeah, get him out. This is a witch doctor. He, he controls all the demons in the whole area. Anyway, what happened? We got him out. And over there, there's these big ants about that big with white heads. So I got bitten on the butt with one of them. And it's a, a, it hurt for about an hour, really. And had that lump for about, uh, I still had it for about two weeks after. And this guy, when he got out, he ran and he jumped on the, uh, this big ant hill with all these, all these uh, ants. They were all over him. They bit him everywhere. He's screaming out at the top of his head, screaming his head off. And then the elder, everyone came around and I said, I'm in trouble now, the elder. You know, it's big trouble. Anyway, the elder looked at him and said, uh, uh, you're a dead man. Uh, you're going to die now. Too many bites. And I said, do you want Jesus now? Yeah, I'll have Jesus. And he got born again. At which time he got born again. It's God. If you go out lay hands on the sick, I've got um, hundreds to tell you here. Just one quick one, a young guy just got out of prison. He came up to Alice Springs with me. Um, about two weeks after he got out of prison, he prayed for this guy, this young boy. He had a great big um, 
goiter on his neck. He said, just go in Jesus' name. First time he ever prayed for anyone, it just went. God, if you're out there, God will use you to heal people. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Second Timothy, I'll just close with this. 1, 6 and 7. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Rekindle it afresh. There's an inner fire. Sometimes it might just go down like a pilot light, you know, when, I, when it gets, uh, turn the uh, volume down a bit or the uh, heater down, but still burning. Stir up the embers. Rekindle. Stir up that gift that you can't earn this. You've already got it. You can't study this. It's not taught, it's caught. It's not taught. Stir up this gift in you with your laying hands on hands. Um, God says, I am able. Ephesians 3 20. I am able. You're not, but I am. Your yoke's hard, my yoke's easy. Your yoke, if it's hard work being a, in the, a Christian, being in the ministry, um, you're doing it your way, not God's. My way is easy. I am able. You're not. I am able to do I can exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask or think, according to the power that works in you. Rekindle that. The power that's already in you. Rekindle that. You're partakers of God's nature, everything God can do, you can do. So now, I just want to ask you, let's all stand right now. I can offer the, anybody who wants a bag of this, come and see me. Uh, you can buy them at the shops. God's saying right now, Jesus loves you. Sorry to be a bit hard. But Jesus says, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace. So I want people to come out now. The one that rekindled this fire. Just come out boldly. Like a child would run to his father. You come boldly. No shame in Jesus' name. Come boldly to the throne of grace. get mercy and help in the time of need if you've got a time of need now you've got the Holy Ghost he's your helper you don't help him Jesus said I'll give you someone just like me I've got to go it's expedient that I go because if I don't go the helper won't come to you but I give you a helper a comforter paracletos he loves you like I love you he loves you. The love of Jesus is going to be poured out on you. He's going to help you. You need help. Come to my throne. I'll give you mercy and compassion. I'll just love you through this. In the time of need. Come now. Start walking out now if you want to. I want to pray for you. And I ask the other leaders here now, the, the altar call leaders, to come and help me pray if you're there. Remember um, the prophecy, Christian said, get ready now. This is part of getting ready. Come, let me pray for you. Receive power to witness. In the name.
name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hand it over to you now. Well done, girl. Thank you, Frank.